St. Mo's. It's Anna. I'm going to start by reading from Psalm 141, uh, verses 1 through 4, and then verse 8. This is from the ESV version. O Lord, I call upon you. Hasten to me. Give ear to my voice when I call to you. Let my prayer be counted as incense before you, and the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Do not let my heart incline to any evil, to busy myself with wicked deeds, in company with men who work iniquity, and let me not eat of their delicacies. But my eyes are toward you, O God, my Lord. In you I seek refuge. Leave me not defenseless. So I think this psalm highlights for us this interplay between the reasons and temptations for us to sin, the things that drive us to sin, um, and the extent to which we see God as our defender, as our refuge, as our protector. I think there's a really strong relationship between the, these two, and I think that um, this psalm provides a real insight into that. I find for myself, when I am uh, less able to understand or live into, lean into um, the ways that God is for me and for my good and defending me and protecting me, the more likely I am to go and grab things for myself and to make sure that I've taken care of the things I've needed, that I need or those close to me need because I can't trust anyone else to, to care enough or to do those things. Um, you perhaps will not be surprised to learn that um, recently this was very clear to me on a trip to Costco, which perhaps um, doesn't, Costco in a pandemic is not always where we are our best selves. Um, but when I was at Costco toward the beginning of this quarantine season, I went um, with a great list that I had researched of things we should have, um, things we should stock up on for quarantine, you know, um, shelf-stable items, dried goods, canned goods, frozen vegetables. <laughs> um, one thing that was not on my list was bottled water because uh, while bottled water is helpful for um, some disaster situations, um, like hurricanes or earthquakes where plumbing and pipes are broken. Um, obviously, the pandemic and quarantine have not affected our water supply. Um, but um, while I was shopping, suddenly um, there was a shout that there was there were only a few um, crates left of bottled water, and everybody went running over there to grab one. And I followed, I went and I grabbed a, a flat of bottled water, knowing that I didn't need one, knowing that that was not something that had been recommended. I did it because in the context of threat and scarcity, I felt I could rely only on myself. And any sense of trusting in God as my defender or any concern for what others might need were out the window. Um, so I bought that water and it turned out that we didn't need it. But that 
there, there are a lot of uh, groups or people that might have needed it. For example, people who do outreach work or who run shelters um, often will pass out bottled water to um, folks without housing who have less access to clean running water. So when we are threatened and we think our ability to survive depends on us, we are less able to think of the other. And I think this is something we see throughout our communities right now. We think first of what are we panicked about? What do we think we have to have to survive um, without any thought to what effect that might help on others? Um, one thing I read about recently was that um, in the rush uh, for everyone to get any disinfectant uh, material possible out there, um, wipes or rubbing alcohol, uh, there's been a shortage of alcohol swabs that are used by um, diabetics for all of the injections they have to do, um, and that the diabetic community has been really um, experiencing a lot of, of stress around how to get their supplies of um, alcohol swabs. And I'm sure that's not something people are thinking about when they're buying up all the disinfectant and antiseptic material that they can, but nonetheless, they, this is the effect when we are looking, we think um, that we can only trust and rely on ourselves and that we are threatened. Um, these are, this is the way that we make choices. And you see how uh, a failure to trust in God as defender can lead really quickly to grabbing and seeking after things for ourselves, defending ourselves and so often then to sin. Um, so one question that I've been uh, mulling over a lot is, do we really think, do we really believe that God will defend us when and if we loosen our grip on things so that others can get what they need? I think if we look around, we would see sadly that, that the answer is no. We don't really trust God to defend us, to be our defender. But I'm actually here to tell you, I don't think that's a belief problem. I don't think you just need to try harder, trust God more. I think it's a reality problem. Because when we look around, we don't see the righteous or the believer defended necessarily. We see them suffering and struggling. Uh, right now, we see a global pandemic that affects everyone alike, uh, independent of how much they trust God to defend them or believe that God is their defender. God is not offering special protection from COVID to Christians because um, they believe strongly enough in his protection. But does that void God's word? Trick question. No. <laughs> um, no. Let's ask, so let's ask ourselves, have we understood this uh, this idea of God as defender in a way that works for us rather than letting God be who he is? Are we making God work for us? Do his actions as we conceive them um, in being our refuge or defense look a lot like us getting what we want? Maybe God's protection or defense is to equip us with strength or over overflow our hearts with joy through his spirit as we trust in him. Maybe it's to shelter our souls when they are vulnerable or fragile. 
Sometimes he might protect us counterintuitively by calling us to hard things to show us he will be with us even then. So when the next hard thing comes, we can stand up under it. Maybe at other times he will change our circumstances as he defends us. But he is equally our defender, whether he changes our circumstances, our hearts, or something else altogether. The point is, what we are trusting when we trust God to defend us is that he is the one who knows best how to defend us. On the one hand, there's no method or trick for getting that to click for us, for how to trust or live into this reality. Part of the deal is that God will show up, but we can't control what that will look like. But I would still invite you to open your hands. Let's open our hands together. Let's take down our defenses and trust God to be who he says he is, our defender. We might need to surrender our ideas about what that looks like. But don't be afraid to ask God to show you what he means when he says that he is your fortress, your rock, your defender, your strong tower, your refuge, your help, your protector. Whatever it means for him in your life will be enough to supply all your needs and then some. Whatever it means for him to you, it will be more than enough to replace whatever you worry you lost by not defending yourself. Let's pray. God, our refuge, our strength, and our defender, we put our trust in you. Help us lean into these words and know them to be true. Amen.